0: to the Mastering College Podcast, a guide to landing your dream job. I'm your host, Daniel Motero, and my goal is to help you take away that fear of graduating without a job and instead teach you how to land your dream job. Welcome back to this episode of the podcast. Today, I have a good friend of mine, Milan Pualic. Here today, and I'm excited to have Milan on this episode because Milan has a very interesting story of giving up a career in professional sports to come get an education in the United States. So I wanted to share that um, and share that story because I Milan is probably one of the smartest people I have ever met. And so to put him on this podcast, is truly an honor. So Milan, how are you today?
1: I'm doing great, Daniel. Thank you for the kind words.
0: Milan, so why don't you introduce yourself, tell the audience a little bit about yourself, and then we could dive into your story.
1: Uh, Hi, everyone. As I said, my name is Milan Poulic. I'm originally from Serbia. Uh, I've been in the United States for 11 years now. Wow. Time flies. Um, And currently live in Miami,
0: Florida. So Milan... Tell me about what did you do before you moved to the United States? So during my high school, during
1: my senior year in high school, um, I started playing professionally uh, soccer in Serbia, and um, it was going really good, uh, but I also always valued school. And uh, once I graduated from high school, um, I was really debating whether to continue playing sports or uh, continue education, and I decided to go with sports. But during the one year, I was really thinking and it was in back of my mind that I really want to continue education and I think long-term, it would really add the value to me and, and uh, to my goals which were over to be a, a good professional entrepreneur. And um, I made a decision to try to apply to some schools in the United States since I had a friend that was successfully uh, playing volleyball in the US. And that, that's how everything started, I, I started sending videos to, to schools. And got a few offers, and um, before you knew it, I had a f- you know a few few full ride offers, and um, it wasn't really hard to make a decision to come here and, and chase my dreams. Uh, but what was really uh, important to me is that I could still continue to play soccer uh, while I was getting my education, which I couldn't done, couldn't have done in in Serbia.
0: I think it's interesting um, that decision, and I think the fact that you were, you know, you love soccer, and you got to. You know t- to a very high level. I mean, you were playing already professional soccer in-, in Europe, and then to make the decision to give that up to go get an education I know it sounds very easy to you, but I-, I know that there had to be some debate in your head to make that decision. And so, did you ever think about not doing it to maybe staying and playing professional longer?
1: I think after high school, that was my initial idea, uh, but as soon as i start playing professionally and and i was looking around myself i saw so many talented players uh that didn't do much in soccer and i was like you know they could have been me you know and, and go through these years of playing soccer but not getting anywhere and not pursuing my uh, education um and you know i think that was what clicked for me after seeing uh, all, all these guys they're just amazing talent uh but you know i see them you know after 10 years they come back home um you know without much future uh per se just because they haven't got their education while they still play soccer so to me that was something that always dragged me even though soccer was my first love and you know it's still my big passion but you know i kind of made a rational decision i was like you know long term i think this is going to be more valuable to me and with the support of my family you know i decided to to move
0: so you moved to... Where did you move in the United States? Where did you go to school? What was your major?
1: Okay, so I, I had a few offers, but since educational system in Serbia is a little bit different, I went to economic high school. Um, so I had to do a, lot, a few more classes uh, in order to qualify for some of the schools in D1. Uh, I ended up going to D2 school uh, just because I, I didn't have to uh, take an additional classes and I ended up in, in Birmingham, Alabama. In the University of Montevallo, where I spent a uh, beautiful four years of, of my college life. And what was your major? Uh, I was finance major. Why did you pick finance? Um, I was always good in math, and uh, I, I didn't like just the math per se. I wanted something more meaning, that I can use the math, uh, but more, you know, for, like, analysis purposes. So, I found that, that uh, the merge between finance and math that I could, you know, you use and um, try to u- utilize my skills um, that I had.
0: And I, what was your GPA in college?
1: Uh, so it started off rough, actually. <laughs> so as, as a student athlete, I had to keep 3.25 GPA. Um, and I remember my first two grades, I got 35 out of 100 and 45 out of 100. I was like, I really have to start learning English first. And um, I actually ended up my first semester with 3.25 GPA. Um, I had a, a really good, uh, last few, uh, months of the quarter, um, uh, oh, sorry, of the semester and, um, uh, ended up here, I believe 3.5, um, and I graduated with 3.56 with 4.0 in finance.
0: Wow. And so why, um, to, did you need to learn English in America or in Serbia? So
1: I knew the basics enough to get past, you know, TOEFL and, um, SAT, um, in SAT was actually easier for me, um because you you still have uh the math portion, right, but TOEFL was really hard for me. I failed the first time I studied a lot, and I was lucky to pass to get enough grade to come here but once you start studying in a different language it was really difficult for me, so I really have to you know really have to dig down and you know play go going to school playing soccer full time and studying uh, English you know at the same time it was it was a little bit difficult uh but through you know um a few really good friends and a lot of um, bench watching different movies, I was able to to do it. But it was definitely a fun ride.
0: And so uh, after college, what was next?
1: So during, during my college career, I always was interested in entrepreneurship. So while uh, playing soccer, um, I realized that uh, there's an opportunity to start a soccer camp business in uh, Alabama because the only school that was actually doing it was UAB, University of Alabama in Birmingham. And uh, they only focus on, on Birmingham. So I, I, I spoke to a few friends of mine, they, was on, they were on the team, and uh, we decided let's try it um, around in small towns. They had a recreational program. So we started International Soccer School and ran it in three different um, locations in Alabama. And we t- it, it turns out to be a, a big success for us. And uh, we did it for three years. So once I graduated college, it was 2011. Uh, we were still recovering from the 2008 uh, financial crash, and uh, it was really difficult to to get a job in finance, in addition to me needing a visa to be able to stay in the country. So I, uh, I was introduced to a person who had a soccer coaching company, and uh, he offered me to merge my business with his and give me a soccer development, uh, business development job in, in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Um, which which I took gladly and
0: he also sponsored my visa. And so it's interesting because at that point you had a, a a great job where it was a combination of your passion for soccer and then a passion for business and it was merged together. And so how long were, were you in that company and then what made you decide to go to a different industry? So
1: I started working with, um, with these companies during my college career. Um, I believe my senior year and then I continued for another two and a half years Uh, I was first in Jacksonville that I was able to develop Central Florida and move to Orlando to manage it from there Um, and At the time I met uh, My current wife and she got an offer to work uh, in Miami and after talking to my director um, About you know, what are the next steps? um, in terms of my professional career and also getting um, a job offer from a financial company um, in Miami I was really on, on, a, on verge of what, to do, what do I do next uh, but as I always wanted to go into finance I made a decision to, to move to finance and uh, try that so it was about three years um, after I made a decision to, to switch to finance it wasn't easy because I had to go down in a salary uh, down in a position I, was, you know, I had the same position as people coming out of college uh, but I knew in the long term there's going to be a good investment.
0: So tell me about more about your career in the finance world and where are you, what do you do now in finance?
1: Yeah, so I started off as an accountant for a fintech company called KRFS. Um, it, it was a great place. Um, we had a great um, team that I worked with. We had I had a great support from a senior um, team members and, uh, you know, we had a lot of different activities, did a lot, and after a year, um, I started getting offers from different companies, and one of them was to move from the um, accounting role to more operational and trading and portfolio management role uh, with a small uh, private company, and um, I made a decision that, you know, I always wanted to be on a portfolio management side, so I thought this is kind of natural way uh, that I should move forward. And Also, I I knew it was early to make a hub, but I you know I I just thought this is the right moment to to jump in terms of opportunity not necessarily my experience But uh, I I took the job and started working there. I was there for two and a half years. I learned a lot Um, We had an amazing an amazing uh, executive team we had uh, All of them had an MBA from top-level schools a great experience in finance. I learned immensely from them And um, I think because of that, I was able to get the job that I have right now with a city private bank, um, where I oversee the portfolios for city trust. Uh, We oversee the international trust accounts right now.
0: So you're mentioning that in your previous company, uh, all the executive teams had their MBA from a top MBA school. And I know that there was a point that you were looking into doing your MBA and you actually study for your GMAT and you got a really high score. So, can you tell us a little bit more about your train of thought on going after your MBA and wh- how you were preparing yourself for that? And then, what did you decide to do in the end?
1: So, I always wanted to continue my education. You know, either way, I always try to learn new stuff. Um, so, I spoke to a few friends of mine uh, that did MBA, and especially. Um, Uh, One of my friends, I went to Columbia, and she had so many great things about the school, Um, not just what they learned, but the networking effect, and also the opportunities that she got. And I felt coming out from the small school in Alabama, I really needed an edge from an educational point in order to really progress my career uh, past to where I was at at the point in a a small company. And looking at my executives, uh, who all had an MBA, I thought, okay, this is what I really need to do in order to be where they are. Uh, so I started studying for GMAT, it was, it was a long investment, I studied for about seven months to get the score that I wanted, and uh, I really was shooting for, for the top schools, I applied for, to MIT, Columbia, NYU, um, and I applied in the second round, um, and I was on, on a wait list for NYU, and uh, after learning they did not accept me, I was looking to, you know, what do I do next, waiting for the next term to apply to the MBA? And I found out a CFA is also a great program where you don't have to go into the school and your opportunity cost is much smaller because to go to the top school, you need about $200,000 plus your salary. So opportunity cost is approximately $400,000. But doing the CFA, I can do it while I'm still working and also I can really apply towards the job that I was doing. Um, So I kind of shifted from MBA and... um, Made a little pause to study for my CFA, and now I passed the two exams, and looking to to take in, uh, the final exam in June.
0: So, what was your score on on your GMAT, and what is that? How does that compare with you know everybody else that takes the GMAT? And I'm actually I'm asking you this question because I'm about to share with you something right after that.
1: At the time when, when I took an exam, I got 710, and I believe I was in, in a 91 or 92 percentile. So top nine, top ten in, 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 in top ten yeah. percent in the world, I would say.
0: So for anybody that you know is maybe not familiar on when you what, what that score means is obviously when you're going to try to go into the top tier business schools, um, a good GMAT score is not is not the only thing they look at. But if you wanted to get your MBA in any university in Florida. That GMAT will get you a full ride. You know, there's the majority of schools with that score, they will pay, they will give you a full ride scholarship to come to come get your MBA there. And Milan, I don't know if I've ever kind of like expressed to you out loud some of the you know the way that you are. If I were like, if you were a stock, I would invest the majority <laughs> of my money on you. But here's why. Here's why. I'm not just saying that, but I'm actually back it up with some some things that I've noticed from our friendship. You make decisions that majority of people would do the opposite, right? So, number one, and, and you you talk about this all in the podcast. Number one, you left professional soccer. For an opportunity, not even a guaranteed job, not not there's nothing guaranteed in America for you. You left a for sure professional career. You were already in it. You've already been doing it for a year or so, and you left it for an education in America, right? Number one. Number two, when you pivoted from soccer management at the soccer club, to when you pivoted to finance, where again, you decided to restart, take a pay cut, right? To, because you knew that one step backward was going to mean three step forwards in the future. And then number three, I remember having this conversation with you because I was like, why don't you go to UF and get a full ride? And you're like, if it's not a top tier school, I don't want to get my MBA. And again, very unconventional because I think the majority... I would probably say like 95% of people would have chosen for the easy instant gratification route of you killed yourself studying for 7 months for the GMAT score that you needed and you could have gotten a full ride pretty much everywhere except the top 10 schools and instead you decided to say I'm not going to go anywhere else unless it's those 10 I have one MBA I can only do have one MBA I'm going to do it at those schools or I'm just not going to do it. And so the fact that it is a trend, that you continue to make decisions that is not normal to, for people to do, and, and it's not—it's a great thing, I just have no doubt that what you're going to do is going to be great because you're taking the, the road less traveled by.
1: I mean, I don't necessarily know why I made these decisions, but always try to analyze what is the next step and you know where is the future always try to plan five ten years from now where I want to be so by not doing an MBA from maybe school that is not top ten I still keep the door open for me to do an executive MBA down the road where I can still get that from the top school and in the meantime what can I do to better myself to be a better in my career um, and you know continue to develop myself uh, while not jeopardizing an opportunity to one they also graduate from, 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 you know, elite university. I always want to, you know, try to, to get the best, and that's why I'm a little bit may- maybe stubborn, but I really want to go to top school eventually and get, get the MBA. Um, in terms of my decisions to come here, and no, it, it was really hard. Uh, you know, my mom was crying, my grandma was crying. They thought, my grandma said, this is going to be the worst decision I ever made. Um, at that time, even though I was playing professionally in Serbia, the money wasn't great, to be honest with you. And I was, you know, just starting off. So, you know, coming here, we had to borrow money from one of our relatives to pay it for the flight. I had 200 bucks in my pocket and my insurance was $600. <laughs> so, I convinced my coach to pay for me. I'll pay him back one day and he did. Uh, but, you know, it was a fun. I, like, I, w- I was on $200 for six months uh, in the U.S., you know. So, it was it was definitely... I took a lot of, you know, different paths, but I think, you know, long-term, it's, it's really about what do you want to do long-term and, like, what kind of goals do you have for yourself? I, I always believe, like, you should set the goals and, and the bar really high, so even if you come close to it, uh, you're still good off, and, and that's what drives me all the time. That's why I always try to do new things, learn new things, and, uh, you know, I think that's that's the reason I, I decided, okay, I'm going to pause for a little bit, uh, get my CFA, and, uh, you know, keep my you know, opportunities open for an MBA, uh, but continue to, to better myself in, in the meantime.
0: What are some of the other additional things that you have learned throughout the way that you think students that are currently in college now should know?
1: That's, that's not an easy one, but um, I think the preparation and doing something extra while you're in school, it's really important. So for me, for example... I don't think if I hadn't started my, my soccer business in, in school, I would still be able to stay in the U.S. because it was so difficult to get a visa, right? So by me going out of my way, you know, doing school full-time, having to keep 3.25 GPA to keep the scholarship, uh, you know, training three, two to three hours a day, uh, sometimes even more, and then uh, studying and doing, you know, soccer camps and soccer trainings on the side uh, was difficult, but it really helped me set, set myself uh, up for for success they came after a graduate college and you know gave me the opportunity to stay in the United States and um, actually do what I love I, I, I love soccer I love business development um, you know so I think that's something to the students should definitely do do something else you know it doesn't need to be sports whatever you're interested in uh, do it try open a business uh, you know work with someone else an internship um, get some experience get something hands-on do stuff outside of your just classes because Classes are great, but, you know, they don't necessarily overlap with what you're going to be what you're going to be eventually doing. So by you getting hands-on experience, I think it's way more valuable. So do that while in school, and then it's going to be much easier for you once you're out of school.
0: Is there anything that you wish you would have done back in college that you go back and think, wow, you know, that you can redo all over again?
1: I think I would focus less on the classes that didn't really matter. Uh, for example biology, chemistry I knew I'm not going to need those classes and focus maybe more on my business development uh, or the classes that matter and maybe do more entrepreneurship competitions um, and uh, perhaps talk to more people you know talk to more mentors uh, they could help them. because coming from Serbia the, the culture is different uh, the way people think is different so it took me a little while to get the transition from hey I can really ask for help and people are willing to help so you know I think that, that would definitely be something I would tell, um, Milan, you know, 13 years ago, but, um, um, yeah, I think that's, that's about it.
0: And so you, you've talked a lot about entrepreneurship, um, what, and about how that's a big reason why you came to America and, um, and soccer was, you, you started soccer because of your entrepreneurial mind. Where are you now with entrepreneurship?
1: So, even though I, you know, I have a full-time job, I always look to connect with entrepreneurs, do some entrepreneurial projects. Um, So, I also did, like, I also did a startup weekend here in Miami to continue to meet new co-founders and uh, to keep me in the loop. So, um, I I just continue to try to be, you know, within that environment, uh, go to different networking events um, and a lot of different summits that are happening. And... uh, you know i just want to continue to be involved and eventually if, if the, the right opportunity arises um i would definitely be interested in in moving towards that area because i think the the most um energy and, and uh, adrenaline that i get is something that is new something that is challenging something that um hasn't been figured out yet so you know really working with entrepreneurs gives me that uh, energy to do something on my own eventually um, which I hope I will be able to do, you know, in the next five ten years down the road
0: I guess that kind of leads on to one of the last few questions that I had for you is You talked about always planning five to ten years in advance. Where do you see your life in five or ten years? <laughs>
1: Hopefully having my own business <laughs> um, I, I Think that's that's the end goal right right now. It's really learning I'm, I'm in a huge company and, and they've done a great job of organizing and structuring it, um, so I'm learning a lot how you know the whole business works from their perspective. Since I worked in a smaller companies up to now, uh, so I think I can use that experience uh, to do something on my own and really you know make a difference, do something new that hasn't been done yet. So I think five to ten years down the road, um, I I hope to be in that position where I have my own company with uh, a few great co-founders where we're solving a problem that hasn't been solved yet. So um, that's that's my goal.
0: Well, Milan, we've talked a lot, you know, for over, you know, 20 minutes now. But if there was one thing, just one thing that you would want a student listening to this episode to take away, what would that be?
1: Um, can I do two? Do two. Okay. F- first one is that from my experience, I was I was in business development. I had to take a pay cut and a position cut. Don't be afraid to do that. If, if you feel that the position is not right... Your career path is not the way you want it. Um, don't just, you know, stick with the salary. Um, change the career path. Don't be, don't be afraid to do it. You're still young. Um, so, you know, you're always open to trying new things. And then if you're still in school, try new things. Start your own business. Uh, go with your passion. Go with your gut. Uh, listen to yourself and um, definitely find a mentor that can lead you through this process. But, you know, do more. And uh, I'm sure you're going to end up on, on a good side and you're going to be happy with, with your career and your, your life. And uh, I'm, I'm sure your overall happiness is going to be pretty high.
0: Well, Milana, I can't thank you enough. Uh, I think this episode has been very, very great in terms of that, your path, and it's a very unconventional path. You know, to have students to realize that it's okay to take the, the road less traveled by and to, to make decisions that in the short term might not seem as the most obvious decision but if they're more aligned with what you want to do long term then you should do that and take that risk when you're younger when you have the time to overcome you know failures and there's no such thing as failures and it's really either you know you win or you learn and I've said that before but I I will continue to say that and um, I love seeing your story and you continue to progress and I mean just grow man to me you, you are uh I, I consider you as one of my mentors and I know that we have our, our weekly calls and our mastermind group and to see what you do and you train the thought and the way that you're thinking about everything is it's amazing so Milan, thank you so much for being in the podcast you've been an amazing guest um and definitely want to continue to stay in touch
1: thank you so much for having me it was my pleasure and i really hope students learn something from uh, the talk today thank you so much
0: i'm sure they do man everybody else let's catch you guys on to the next episode if you've listened thus far to this episode of the podcast you absolutely rock but now i need your help please make sure you subscribe and leave me a review Thank you so much and talk to you soon.